I'm Kay Cornish, editor of My VIP, the customer magazine for Pets at Home, and I'd like to welcome you to the Pets at Home Kitten podcast. The idea with this series of podcast episodes is to take you through everything you need to know from planning for a kitten all the way through to their first adult years, really, where we're going to cover everything from what you should do to kitten-proof your home, what to feed them, how to play with them, how to understand them. And to do this, I will be joined by many expert guests. And with their advice and support, we are hoping to help you and your new pet have a wonderful time together. So hope you enjoy them. Let's crack on. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Pets at Home Kitten Podcast. This episode, we are going to explore first trip to the vet. So it will cover the kind of things that you want to ask yourself, um, questions that you want to ask the vet. Think about what you want to know before you go. Um, You know, your vet provides expert care for your pet and it's important to introduce your kitten to them as soon as possible. So one of the things that you should do when you first bring your kitten home is to introduce them to your vet. And this is probably the most important step in caring for your kitten's health and well-being really with any new pet there'll be paperwork to fill out and your vet will be keen to know what if any medical care your kitten has already received or will require so uh let me introduce properly carlene hayman who is head of pets at pets at home and a qualified vet thank you for joining me again carlene hello hello nice to be here again yeah, well, we've, we've, we're getting through a few of these now, aren't we? Um, I'm learning loads. So what do you expect? You've, you've got your kitten. How old are they when they first come home and, and what what age? Or is there any specific time you should take them to the vet or just get them to the vet as soon as? So generally, kittens go to their new homes from about nine weeks, a little bit later than, um, than puppies, um, sort of between nine and 12 weeks. So it's quite likely they've had a vaccination already. So this is part of the information to obviously have to hand when you do ring your vet. Well, hopefully people have a have a vet in mind already that they want to go to either because they've got other pets or they've looked for one nearby. Um, but you you really want to call your vet um, as soon as you have the information about what um, vaccinations your kitten might have already received, because then they can um, inform you about when to come and see them next. I mean, you can, if it's not, if the, the vaccination is not due for a couple of weeks, I guess you could um, still ask just for, for a, a vet check and, and sort of getting getting to know your vet and seeing the practice if you haven't been there yet. Yeah. So what if you don't know if your kitten's been vaccinated, if it's a rescue or a stray or, you know, it could have been like a matter of a lot longer than it should have been in between the vaccines. Does that matter or is it literally just get them in there and get them boosted? Uh, again, your vet will be able to advise you on that. Mm-hmm. So generally, um, kittens from, from rescues, you know, you would have that information and from right. a reputable breeder as well. Obviously, if you find a stray, again, a vet will be able to um, check them over for you and, and, and give you that information. So, yeah, things like... Like how long have you owned your kitten? Where did you get them from? Any previous vaccinations? What about flea and worm treatment? So often they will have received some form of treatment already. Ideally, find out what with, what product with. Um, that we'll want to know. Um, they'll probably also ask you about what kind of food your kitten's eating, whether you have any concerns, how they're getting along, settling in, whether you have any questions. Sort of all of this kind of happens either before the physical health check or 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 while your vet is health checking your kitten, they'll 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 have a chat with you about those things. 
Okay, so once um, once all the, the the questioning is out of the way and they've established a little profile of your kitten, what what what's the what are the physical checks that that they'll do? So yeah, the physical check will be will be all up to the vet. Things to consider though is um, making sure that you've got an appropriate and safe carrier to right. take your kitten to the vet. So that's something to buy um, probably before you go pick your kitten up um, because you'll have to transport them in in your car most most likely. So vets prefer carriers where there's sort of clips halfway along the sides or even towards the bottom so you can unclip it and take the lid off and it kind of leaves almost like a tray like a little yeah. tray where yeah, it and that sits in um that that basically means that you don't have to drag the kitten out the front because it can be a bit scared so it's just a much nicer way to sort of expose them to the maybe scary concert room at first and you know scary sounds and smells but they're still in in a you know on their familiar blanket hopefully that that smells of home so yeah always take your cat in a secure carrier to the vet um, I would definitely recommend that I know some cats are trained to walk on a harness or or a, a lead even but I would never recommend taking your kitten or cat into the vets like that because you don't know what dogs might be there in the waiting room or other animals or just sounds and smells that can really scare your your, your cat or kitten. And, and the last thing you want is them getting injured or escaping. Mm, absolutely. I mean, it is the norm to see cats in in carriers and not on harnesses. And I know I appreciate some of the breeds like Siamese and Burmese are more more predisposed to, to sort of enjoying being for a walk. But it's not it's not something like you said, it's much more safer to have them in a carrier. And they also feel more secure when they're in a sort of more enclosed area, don't they? Absolutely. For 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 their safety um, and yours, um, I would, yeah. Uh, yeah, always, always recommend a carrier. Um, the other thing is just to have a think about, um, obviously, where you put the carrier when you're waiting in the waiting room. So often there is a little bit of a wait. Um, try not to put the carrier on the floor. Again, cats like the security of being higher up. So hold them on your lap or um, quite a lot of vets will have shelves for cat carriers. So you can place them a bit higher and don't let people's dogs near them. Um, you know, even if, if your kitten's used to dogs, um, it, it just all adds to, to the stress. If you have a particularly nervous kitten, um, you can put a blanket over the carrier just to keep it nice and dark and sort of shield them from, from any um, sights and, and, and dampen sound a little bit as well. Yeah, I mean, so you don't you don't want, if you're a new kitten in a new strange place, you really don't want a, a giant Alsatian muzzle coming at you when, when you're trapped in a box and can't escape, poor little things. Yeah, so yeah, always keep them away from the other pets. And obviously, unlike dogs, cats don't tend to get used to traveling in a car quite as much um, because yeah. they don't get taken out for walks or to the park and generally don't travel with their owners as much. So mm. car trips can can be a bit more stressful for them. Um, but if in doubt, you can use um, like a pheromone spray, which is best if you spray it on the blanket and in the carrier or even in your car sort of at least, um, I would say, 20 minutes before putting the cat in that environment, because otherwise it can be a bit overwhelming for them. They are sensitive to smells. Yeah. But that can really help just for comfort as well. Oh, OK. So that I, I didn't realise that. I thought you had to sort of, again, shows what I know. I thought you had to sort of spray it like a day before to get it to work. So literally 20 minutes prior to the journey is, is fine. The travel spray, um, it, yeah, you don't have to spray. Often vets will spray it in the room before calling oh a client in with the cat or some vets might even have a plug-in one. Oh, that's good to know. Away from the from the physical health check a little bit but I think it's quite important to sort of um you know how to get your cat to the vet and make sure you make that sort of as pleasant for them as possible. So 
In terms of physical check, um, this is pretty much the same for any animal, really, yeah. or whether it's a kitten or a cat or a puppy or, or an adult dog. Um, most vets will have their own sort of system of how they do it, but generally it's sort of nose to tail and everything gets checked. So starting, I would personally always start at the head and, and check, um, you know, the eyes, the ears, the teeth the nose, check for any abnormalities, any discharge. You know, sometimes in kittens we see cat flu, so any crusting of the eyes or watery eyes. Um, check the teeth for any gum inflammation or any misalignment that they might be born with. Um, check the ears for any crusting. Sometimes we see ear mites in kittens, so we want to check that as well. Um, and then generally we sort of move our hands down the body, feel the abdomen, um, make sure there's not sort of any lumps that shouldn't be there or enlarged organs or, or any detectable um, pain as well. The chest is obviously a lot harder to feel. So for that, we generally use a stethoscope to listen yeah. to the heart um, listen for the rhythm and whether there's any abnormal noises like murmurs. So a murmur is like a, a whooshing sound that, that shouldn't be there. Not all murmurs mean something, so um, I would say you know people shouldn't panic if their if their um, vet mentions there is a murmur. Um, your vet will be able to advise you on on sort of what the next steps for that are, and obviously listening to the lungs as well. But in a kitten, we would expect all of that to be normal, obviously. Yeah. We then also run our hands over the legs, um, you know, check the joints for any any pain or any swelling, and then generally just check the coat as well. Um, check the coat and skin is it nice and shiny and clean Um, you know we don't want to see any crusting redness anything like that and we would also always weigh a kitten as well not only to track their growth and make sure they don't grow too fast or 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 they're too skinny but also um, when medication needs to be given it's really important to know the weight so you know in a kitten flea and worm treatment is all weight based so we need to know the weight we also um, would body condition score. So while weight is one way to ascertain, I guess, how, how lean or how, how big a kitten is, body condition score gives us a bit more of an idea. It's like a complementary measure to, to the weight. Um, because as you can imagine, you might get a six kilogram cat, which is, you know, it's a really big cat, maybe like a Maine Coon or something. I was going to say, how, how big is it? That is pretty hefty, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, six kilograms is, is larger than your average cat. So for, for a breed like a Maine Coon, that would be, you know, that could be quite normal. But actually for for a, a sort of a, a moggy, um, you know, they might be really overweight. So body condition score helps to make that differentiation. So we would, we would always um, do that as well. And, um, you know, you can ask your vet to explain to you how that works, but it generally means sort of feeling um, the waist and the tummy and sort of what the fat coverage is and muscle coverage over certain areas. Hopefully, if, if your kitten has been vaccinated before, you would have been given some paperwork, um, usually in the form of a vaccination card, um, so it'll have little stickers in it and have a date um, of when the vaccination was given. And it will probably also say when the next one is due. What what, what are they exactly vaccinating against? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. There are several different brands of vaccinations, but generally um, the sort of four diseases that we commonly vaccinate cats against. Um, three of them tend to be all in one vaccine. So cats are quite prone to viruses, um, and, unlike dogs. It seems to be really a cat thing. They, they get a lot of viruses. So um, there's three viruses, Caliche virus and herpes virus, um, which are part of cat flu. 
Mm. Um, some people might have heard of. And then the third one is um, called panleukopenia virus. And that's kind of related to um, dog parvovirus, which people might have heard of. So mm. it, it gives quite horrible, um, it gives some really horrible sort of gut um, problems, hemorrhagic diarrhea, things like that. So they tend to be in, in the one, one vaccine and then uh, another vaccine, although they often all get mixed in the one syringe, so it's only one injection for your kitten, is feline leukemia virus. Oh, so, right. Yes, I did know about that. Um, yeah, this is one that Yvette might advise you whether that's applicable for you or not. But most most kittens do get vaccinated against um, feline leukemia virus as well. And and then um, there's two, two injections needed and then annually thereafter. But we don't tend to vaccinate against everything every year. But again, you don't really need to worry about that. Yvette will, yeah. will know which, which one's due and when. Right. So once your kitten's physical check is over, your vet will, um, as Colin just said, your vet will tell you all about your kitten's vaccination schedule, uh, worming and flea schedule, and of course, neutering. Colin, do you want to unpack that list? Yeah. So obviously we've, we've touched on vac- vaccination already and, and those diseases that I mentioned, they are they are pretty nasty um, and, and in some cases um, can be fatal. So really important to always get your kitten vaccinated and then continue that annually um, as, as they grow up. Generally, first vaccination is around nine weeks of age and a second one sort of three to four weeks later. Um, worming and fleeing, um, as we said, really important to know whether anything's been given already. Um, but don't worry if you don't have that information. But if you can, try and find out and, and which products and, and the date they were given and then your vet um, can advise on, on the best product and, and, and regime. Generally, kittens get, get wormed quite frequently until they're about six months. And then it really depends on, on the lifestyle. Obviously, indoor cats um, need to be wormed less frequently than outdoor cats. Avid hunters need a lot more worming than maybe a cat that yeah. doesn't, doesn't catch much, um, although you don't always know. <laughs> can I, can um, I, sorry, yeah, another layman question. If your kitten is a mouser, do they do they actually catch the worms from eating a mouse or a bit of a mouse that's that's had a, a, a parasite in it? Yeah, they can. So oh, parasites are very clever that way. They often use what we'd call an intermediate host. So they'll, you know, the rodents will eat vegetation, grass, whatever that's got the eggs in it or the larvae, and then um, the the parasite sort of develops the next stage in the mouse uh, mouse's body. And then when it gets hunted and eaten by by a cat or another predator, then again, they complete their life cycle and then you get the adult worms in the predator. Yeah. God, that's a, well, I think we're going to, have to do a whole new podcast episode on on parasites. But yeah, it's, it's quite, ugh, but it's absolutely fascinating. Anyway, sorry, uh, as you were. <laughs> that's all right. Um, another thing um, Yvette will discuss is obviously microchipping, you know, especially as cats often do have more free you know free reign than maybe dogs do and can go anywhere if if they're outside cats you know they can go into other gardens cross the road etc microchipping can be done at any age it's you know microchips are quite small the needle is bigger than a vaccination needle so 
you know, again, check with your vet on what they advise. You get some vets who um, will do a microchipping at the same time as neutering when your kitten's sort of under general anesthetic, so they don't feel it at all. Generally, I would say don't let your kitten outside until they've been microchipped. And really, you shouldn't let them outside before they're neutered anyway. So yeah, very true. And also, is it right that the, the microchip is, is actually tinier than a grain of rice? I mean, obviously making the needle bigger, but they're, they're minute, aren't it's they? It's about the same size, yeah. And, and you can in cats because, you know, their scruff is so elastic, I guess. You Loose. cannot feel it. Um, you know, I can feel it in my cat. If I if I look for it, you can sort of feel it. So, yeah, it's, um, it's fairly small, but obviously kittens can be quite small as well. So yeah. you might want to wait a little bit. However, if you've got a kitten that's dying to get out and you're worried it will escape, then just get it done sooner rather than later. And, and also, is it is it it's not um, I know it's um, law to now to registration go through to have your dog microchipped is now law. Is it the same for cats? Not currently, but it is probably about to change. Um, oh, so obviously we're recording this sort of. May 2021 yeah. and actually we've just had the Queen's speech and it was announced that compulsory microchipping of cats will come into force so there'll be some legislation coming out around that. Oh, brilliant. Well that just shows how unpatriotic I am. Sorry Queen, I missed your speech. <laughs> oh dear. There was a lot about animal welfare so I, 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 did, um, I did listen to it. Neutering for cats, um, really important um, especially again we've already said they go off out and about um, you don't know what other cats are going to meet so if you don't want any accidents just get them neutered also having your cat neutered especially tom cats stops them roaming and going so far which oh, does again, it it does actually yeah. they, they, it takes the urge to do it it reduces it it probably doesn't completely stop it but it massively reduces it because they're not going out to find entire queens yeah. um, to mate with it can also reduce, you know, the incidence of fighting and, and because they're roaming less road traffic accidents as well. Yeah. So it, it has benefits that way. Neutering also has other health benefits. Um, you know, we see your cat won't be able to get like cancer of the ovaries or the womb or or testicular cancer because yeah. um, those parts have been removed. They're not there anymore. Does it stop does it stop Tom's I don't know if it's still called caterwauling. Is that still a phrase that's used or is that just really antiquated language? You know, when they're caterwauling, when they're howling or crying that it's well it's it's usually the queens that do that so it's not unusual for um owners to ask you know to bring a kitten or or a young queen to the vet thinking they're in pain and something's happened because they're just crying all the time but it's just because they're in season yeah trying to call the male so um if if you don't want to sleep this night again for not a good reason to to get your cat neutered and in terms of when the best time is, again, always check with your vet, but it can be done from, from as early as four months. So it's perfectly safe to be done that that early. Because um, I know in dogs, we, we tend to go a bit later, but yeah. in cats, obviously, because most people then want to let them outside, we know that that's absolutely safe for them. So just to recap on microchipping, keeping track of your kitten is very important. It can be done at any age. Kittens can be microchipped from five weeks onwards, like Carleen just mentioned. But definitely get them done before they go outside for the first time. It could save you weeks of heartache if your cat kitten does go missing. And if your kitten is found and scanned, it can be checked and a quick telephone call will reunite you with your kitten. So remember, 
always make sure your details are up to date. You, you don't want your kitten being taken back to um, the house that you lived in five months ago, which is the other side of the country, like nearly happened to my dog. Um, so, yeah, so just make sure that it's always up to date. And also, um, again, like Carly said, check with your vet on what age they recommend after microchipping is done at the same time as the neutering. Okay, so moving on, Carly, is there anything else you want to discuss about first trip to the vet? I guess you can subscribe to some plans, can't you? Yeah, so um, Vets of Pets have, you know, preventative healthcare plans. Um, plan is called Complete Care, which is quite nice to spread the cost of, of um, you know, all those preventative treatments. And you actually save quite a bit of money as well. So the plan covers all the regular essentials to keep your cat in good health. So Obviously, it's not the same as insurance. It doesn't it doesn't cover anything when your pet is, is maybe ill or injured. Yeah. Um, but it includes annual vaccinations um, or your round cover for fleas and worms and other parasites if, if required, like ticks. Um, you also get additional perks, reminders. Um, you get money off neutering, money off uh, microchipping. So, yeah, speak to your local vets for pets. Yeah, so it's worth doing. Like you say, it's, it's all the regular things that you need to do on a regular basis. So, you know, why not if it saves you a few few pounds? Nice one. So thanks for listening to this episode of the Pets at Home Kitten podcast. And remember, if you have anything in particular that you'd like us to talk about, or if you want to simply let us know how we're doing with these podcasts, and I hope you're enjoying them, please do get in touch uh, at kittenpodcast at pets at home co.uk that's the email address to write to us kitten podcast at pets at home.co.uk and you can also find us via at pets at home uk on instagram and on twitter our tag is at pets at home and more information on how you can join the kitten club which supports you and your kitten with expert advice and exclusive offers throughout their first year all the information can be found on our website pets at home.com Okay, so that's everything tied up and join us next time for All Things Kitten. Thank you very much, Carly. Thanks. See you soon. Bye.